stocks, bonds, ETFs, straight out of downtown Chicago. This is Zach's Market Edge. Welcome to Zach's Market Edge, the podcast about investing in your life. I'm your host, Tracy Reinick, and this week I'm joined by Zach's Director of ETF Research, Nina Mishra, to talk about a very hot topic in ETFs right now. I didn't even realize it was, it was hot until like a week ago, actually, <laughs> but now it's hot again. And these are the pot stock ETFs, as some like to call it, the cannabis ETFs, the marijuana ETFs. I never know which name to use. Is there like a there, it's yes. all over the place. Right, right. So we'll just call it all of those things. Mm-hmm. And a couple more of these ETFs are suddenly bursting on the scenes. And the only reason I know this is because a couple days ago, I got an email from my brother saying, he, he just was like, I want to invest in this. And it just had this ticker. So I'm like, oh, this ticker doesn't seem familiar to me. I don't know what this is. So I go into Yahoo Finance and I type it in and it's like weird. There's like no name in the Yahoo Finance. It is like trading. And then I look down, you know how there's always articles and there's nothing. There's no news on it. I'm like, what kind of shady thing is this that he's asking <laughs> me about? I thought it was like some weird, you know, volatility index thing or something strange. And then so I'm looking around some more and putting it into Google instead of just into Yahoo Finance to see like maybe this ticker will come up. And then I discover that it's a pot ETF that just launched like right. that day. Mm-hmm. So then I come to you, Nina, because you're our ETF expert here at Zaxx. And I'm like, what's going on? Like, why is there no news on this? What is this? And then you inform me that more pot ETFs are even coming. Right. And so I'm a little dubious. And then to top onto that story, I was listening to a new podcast that we just launched here at Zaxx called The Paper Trader. Mm-hmm. And Danny and Eric are the hosts of that one, and they're talking about being like beginning investors. And they were talking about a couple stocks that they liked, and they had like the tickers there. And one of the tickers was MJ, and I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, I've never heard of that <laughs> one either. So I looked that one up, and then they get, start talking about it on the podcast, and that's the old, yes. the oldest one mm-hmm. of the pot ETFs. So I'm mm-hmm. like, wait a minute, they're even talking about it on Paper Trader now. Suddenly this week these pot ETFs. So I should have known because the pot stocks themselves are super hot still. Exactly. Everybody's interested in them, even though they're having kind of a tough year, a lot of them. Um, and so, but we haven't covered the ETFs in a while because right. when we've talked about um, the pot stocks in general, a couple, couple of the episodes I've done here, there was only this one ETF mm-hmm. and it was, isn't this that weird one that was yes. like a Latin America ETF and then suddenly became like a pot one. Yep. And so I just kind of been avoiding it because that seemed weird, but I didn't realize now how long has it been the pot one? It's been a while, right? Yes. Uh, so there was only one pot ETF earlier, as okay. you mentioned. That's the MJ one, yes, ticker the, MJ. Yeah. So it is ETF MG. Alternative Harvest ETF, yes. ticker MJ. So that and doesn't even have pot in the name. It didn't have pot in the name. They didn't even go there maybe because they were a little scared because yes. they were the first ones. Yes. So they didn't want to go with like cannabis or marijuana. So Alternative Harvest. Okay. Yes. Um, so as, as you mentioned, this used to be a Latin America real estate right? ETF. That's right. And in December of 2017, 
uh, they change the okay. index. One fine day, they change the index. And that's absolutely legal. That's perfectly legal. But by doing that, taking that shortcut, they avoided the lengthy SEC approval process. Oh. Because I understand that after that, the SEC is really looking at the approval of bought ETFs. Okay. They, are, they are making sure that everything those ETFs hold is perfectly legal. Yeah. They are even asking for outside legal opinion on each of the securities those wow. ETFs are going to hold. Okay. So MJ took a shortcut. Yes, and I remember us talking about this after yes. they took the shortcut mm -hmm. and that there was some talk that maybe some of the banks mm -hmm. wouldn't back it or whatever because of these legal reasons. But here yes. we are, it's still going. And now they are backing these other ones. So, you know, 33 states and the District of Columbia have legalized marijuana's medical use and supply. And 11 states, including Illinois, now allow marijuana for recreational use, but it remains illegal at the federal level. And the Trump administration has not been very friendly, unlike Obama administration. So that is why banks usually do not want to do anything with marijuana companies uh, because they are federally regulated. So when MJ changed its index and became uh, a marijuana fund from a Lat Latin America real estate fund, <laughs> so it was reported that MJ's custodian, U.S. Bank, was not very happy and comfortable yeah. about the change. So MJ had to actually replace their custodian, wow. and Wedbush Securities were their new custodian. Okay. Uh, now, uh, MJ was the only ETF, so the uh, only part ETF, so obviously they had the first movers advantage because there was obviously so much uh, investor interest in part stocks yeah. and ETFs and they did pretty well last year. It was one of the, MJ was one of the hottest top performing ETFs uh, wow. okay. <laughs> uh, last year. So that is why MJ was able to gather more than 1.1 billion in assets. Yeah, I saw it's, that it was pretty big. It's a pre pretty big fund now. Uh, now we have one more ETF which launched in May and it was, uh, it had an excellent ticket. YOLO. And yes, Y-O-L-O. -O. Yes, it is the Advisor <laughs> Shares Pure Cannabis ETF. Yeah. Uh, it launched in May, as I mentioned, and uh, it now has uh, about 59 million in assets, or 57 million in assets. Now, this is the first actively managed marijuana ETF. So that is that is the big change over there. And I think active management makes a lot of sense because the space stocks are so volatile. These are mostly new and risky companies. Uh, so that is why there was a lot of interest in YOLO too. And further, YOLO, uh, they got their securities pre-approved uh, by the SEC okay. reportedly, and uh, also by their custodian, BNY Mellon. So that is why they had no issue um, of custodian uh, being a U.S. bank. Uh, now, last week, as you mentioned earlier, we saw the debut of another party yes. ETF, uh, which was... This is the one my brother tweeted me about, or texted me. <laughs> yes, it is called the Cannabis ETF, ticker THCX. It is by Advisor Shares. And this is passively managed. It is the okay. cheapest so far. 
uh, charging 70 basis points in expense ratio. Now, at least a couple more are launching very soon. Uh, this one by uh, Amplify ETFs, uh, and the ticker would be CNBS, and that may launch this week. Okay. Maybe tomorrow or the so after. So the week of July 15th yes. for those listening. Yes. Uh, so uh, I'm excited about CNBS because this is actively managed by Tim Seymour, uh, who is a CNBC pot expert, and he's uh, uh, often a guest on Fast Money. Okay. And, oh, yeah. I know who he is. Yeah. Uh, so t- Tim Seymour is one of the experts uh, in the cannabis industry, and he's also on the boards of many cannabis companies, I understand. So this should be interesting. Uh, this is one to watch out for. Do we know how many holdings that one might have yet? Uh, according to the prospectus, I think it had about 35 okay. holdings to start with. But That since, sounds similar to some of these other ones, right? The THCX has, I think, 30 35 as well. Yeah, MJ has 38 holdings. Okay. YOLO has 29 holdings as of now, so a little more concentrated okay. portfolio. THCX also has 35 holdings. On CNBS, of course, we will get more details when it launches. Uh, But this will also focus on pure play marijuana companies. Uh, So according to CNBS's prospectus, 80% of the portfolio will be in companies that derive 50% or more of their revenue from cannabis and hemp ecosystem. Okay, so for those listening, that means they will not be owning companies like Constellation Brands, right? Because they're they're not getting 50% of their sales yet from their investments in the pot. So a company like that, a food or beverage company that mm-hmm. is made investments in are, are no-goes for these funds. Yes. Okay. Uh, so for example, MJ holds uh, some other uh, ancillary and other interest, industry. Okay. Um, and it has exposure to other companies that would indirectly benefit from pot. Okay. For example, Scott's Miracle Growth. Yeah. And uh, tobacco companies like Philip Morris. They are in MJ's portfolio. Okay. So MJ has a more broader portfolio, broader exposure. Uh, both YOLO and YOLO is also a pure cannabis ETF. So it focuses only on companies where cannabis is the focus. THCX also is more pure play. And uh, CNBS also would be a pure play uh, cannabis ETF. Another ETF uh, by Cambria with an excellent ticker, T-O-K-E, TOK. Okay. Uh, That is expected to launch in the next couple of weeks. So why do you think all of these are launching here in 2019? Because MJ pretty much had it to itself for over two years. Yes. Uh, so MJ, as you, as we know, it took a shortcut. And after yeah. that, SEC took a lot of time. Okay. So approving. They asked so many questions and they asked for I independent see. legal opinion. So although all these ETFs that are launching now, they were filed many months okay. back, but they got the SEC approval only now. Now, MJ obviously had the first mover advantage, so we will see whether other ETFs that are launching now, whether they would be able to gather assets or they would struggle to survive. So this is something which we saw with blockchain ETFs too, Okay, uh, because uh, uh, Bitcoin was so hot. 
towards the end of 2017 yeah. when it was soaring uh, at almost touched $20,000. So we saw at least four blockchain ETFs launch within a short amount of time. So the first two which launched on the same day, they were able to quickly gather assets and the others that launch after a few weeks, they really struggle. And in, in fact, one of them had to close down. So we'll see what happens uh, with these uh, ETFs that come after a few weeks. Uh, now, as I mentioned, MJ is broader. One more thing uh, which uh, I read in a Wall Street Journal article is that uh, yeah, MJ has more established companies because it also holds companies which have indirect exposure to uh, right. pot. So those are more mature companies, whereas uh, uh, YOLO, they had compared MJ and YOLO. And where uh, so they said YOLO has riskier companies. So according to the journal analysis, uh, as of July 2nd, uh, pure uh, YOLO had only four stocks in its top 25 holdings that had earnings, whereas uh, MJ had 14 out of its 25 holdings, 14 out of its top 25 holdings that had earnings. I noticed also when I was looking at MJ that it actually pays a dividend, yes. and that's pretty sizable, 2.3%. Yes. Um, and now this explains why, if they're holding like Philip Morris and companies like that, because yes. I was trying to think like, who's paying a dividend in this area other than innovative industrial properties, which is a REIT that mm -hmm. they all seemingly own, mm -hmm. um, and that does pay, but that's not even yielding the 2%, I don't think, anymore, so... That's yeah. interesting. Yeah, another reason why they are able to pay a dividend and they are able to beat the index at times is because uh, they have a good securities lending program because uh, there are so many you know, traders, they want to short these marijuana right. stocks, the hot marijuana stocks, and uh, the interest rates on borrowing the short uh, rates, they, they are very high. So that's why they are able to earn additional earnings through the short lending program. Okay, and I also was noticing that on on the volatility of it in in that year to date MJ is doing pretty well actually but again I didn't know what its holdings were in there compared to you know some of the others are struggling but it's also could be when YOLO launched the the yes, pot stocks were on the downward <laughs> slide down so yes. since then so they kind of have been burned by when they launched really when you look at their chart yeah. uh, but I did notice that there was a you know quite a bit of difference there but again that some of that makes sense if they're holding companies like Constellation Brands and Scotts and and Philip Morris right yeah. versus these other guys yeah as far as the performance is concerned I think it's more about timing yeah um, so if you look at the top holdings. For MJ, uh, GW Pharmaceutical is the top holdings yeah. um, holding uh, with 8.9% of the portfolio. And Kronos, Tilray, Aurora Cannabis, Canopy Growth, all well-known uh, big cannabis companies. Yeah, the <laughs> they, growers up in Canada. They, they are the top holdings uh, in this ETF. If you look at YOLO's portfolio, on the other hand, it looks very different from uh, MJ's portfolio. Earning Organigram Holdings, which is a Canadian pot company, uh, that is the top holding, uh, which are, uh, with almost 77% 7 of the portfolio weight. Innovative Industrial Property, which you mentioned, is a REIT. 
uh, focused on medical marijuana industry. Yeah. That is the next holding. Uh, and that's been soaring, so that, yes. that should help them. Yeah, then then you have Ephria and Kenitrus, Hexo. So canopy growth comes at seventh or eighth position. So, yeah, and so Tilray is not even on it's there. It's not even on there. Is this, this one was actively managed? YOLO is actively managed. Okay, so that it, you can tell from the holdings. Yes. And if you look at the holdings of THCX, they, they look pretty similar to MJ's holdings with all the well-known pot yeah. companies, Kronos, GW Pharmaceuticals, Aurora Cannabis, and Tilray Canopy. These are the top holdings yeah. with more than 7% uh, weight each in the portfolio. Uh, but uh, the CTF THCX, which is the latest entrant, uh, it does not have any tobacco and alcohol exposure. Okay. Um, what about, you mentioned one of them was the cheapest. So that was the THCX that just launched. Yeah, THCX is the cheapest so far. How do the expense ratios look on all of them? So MJ charges 75 basis points, YOLO 74. I'm sure that was not a coincidence. (laughs) And that's actively managed. That's actively managed, but they they kept the uh, expense ratio one basis point less than MJ. Yeah. uh, Because, you know, investors are becoming very cost conscious. EDF investors in particular are becoming very cost conscious. Uh, Then THCX launched with 70 basis point, uh, points expense ratio. And CNBS, which is again actively managed, uh, would have 75 basis points expense ratio, as I understand. Uh, okay, so, so they're all similar. Similar, similar, because the, the competition is, uh, you know, so high. Um, yeah. And uh, especially the ones that are launching later, they cannot charge more than right. MJ, otherwise they will not be able to attract gather assets. Yeah, gathering assets is going to be a problem for them. Okay, so what else should investors know if I was just looking at all of these? I mean, it was good clues you gave about the blockchain ones that some of them might not survive. Mm-hmm. So what does that mean for me as an investor? Let's say I buy one of these and then it, it does decide to close up shop, <laughs> um, then I just get my money back? Is that how it works? Uh, yes. Uh, so if one if, if an ETF liquidates, your money is not a problem. Okay. But it may, uh, you know, just uh, you may not, you may have some other investment plans. So one fine day you get your money back and you may have some capital gains. Yeah. If you, there is a profit on that particular ETF. So you will be stuck with those capital gains and also you will have to reinvest that money. So you're Investment is not a problem. They announce a date uh, at the time of liquidation. So you get your money back as of uh, the NAV as of that day will be given back to you. Now, what about having now, supposedly we're going to have at least five of these going. Is there any fears of like basically the ETFs owning like all the shares in some of these kind of smaller Canadian companies? I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, that, that that could be a big concern. Yeah. So everything will be owned by the ETFs. Right. <laughs> yeah. But I think ETF, uh, taking the ETF route is good for investors because yeah. these are mostly small, new, risky companies. Uh, they may have a lot of growth potential because marijuana is becoming mainstream. Right. Uh, alcohol companies are investing a lot in marijuana. So we will, and we will also 
probably see a lot of mergers and acquisitions in this space. Right, I would think so. So definitely a lot of growth potential. Uh, but again, these are going to stay volatile because there is, you know, regulate there are regulatory concerns. Yeah. And of course, uh, because these are small companies which are trying to grow very fast. So volatility is going to remain high. So a diversified exposure through an ETF uh, is low cost. And it makes a lot of sense because it reduces your risk. And in my view, I think active management also makes a lot of sense. Yeah, that's what I was just thinking in my head. I'm like, hmm, I think I'd want to be one where there's actually a manager in this kind of ETF. Yeah, because uh, there is little coverage of these companies. Right. So, uh, so that is why probably uh, a fund that is managed by an expert um, makes a lot of sense. Uh, that said, MJ's uh, portfolio manager, even though it is not actively managed, uh, I spoke with him last year. I did a podcast with him. Okay. And he has been in this field for a long time. He's a Canadian manager. Okay. I also did a podcast with YOLO a couple of months back. And YOLO's manager, Dan Ahrens, has been managing the uh, ACT ETF, ACT ETF, which is the Vice ETF, which is which holds alcohol, uh, tobacco, and marijuana companies. Okay, <laughs> so he's familiar with all of the sin so, stocks, yeah, basically. Yeah, sin stock. <laughs> That's right. So he he's uh, also you know he has been in this field uh, for a long time, and. Uh, CNBS, I'm most excited about because of uh, Tim Seymour, because he's supposed to be, he's recognized as an expert in this area. Yeah. And I will be doing a podcast with uh, on CNBS uh, with their manager okay. uh, probably next week or within within the next couple of weeks Once it after, after his, it launches. Okay. So I'll be on the lookout. I'm gonna, yeah, I'm going to want to listen to that one for sure. <laughs> for, for that uh, episode and probably the THCX manager too. That, uh, that yeah, episode. you might as well have them all on. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Then we'll have like a whole catalog of podcasts on the marijuana ETFs. Right, right. So uh, another thing which I wanted to add is that uh, uh, in, while uh, an ETF reduces risk due to diversification, but still they are going to be very volatile, much more volatile, right. say, than the broader market or, or an S&P 500 ETF. So keep your exposure low according to your risk tolerance. If That's you right. are, if you are a risk-averse investors, then I think there are other. Uh, places where you should look at, right. not pot ETFs. Right, yeah, right. If your risk tolerance is high, then maybe a small percentage of your portfolio uh, yeah. you can allocate to this high risk, uh, but high growth potential. Space. Yeah, I think that's what my brother wants it for. He's yeah. not, you know, he's not only invested in the marijuana stocks. Yes. But yeah, everybody is believing that this area will see bigger growth and that you know, if the U.S. ever legalizes it federal, mm -hmm. federal level, it'll basically explode in in the number of companies that will be somehow in this industry. So, yeah, a lot of people want to kind of get in now, even though it's still a small investing yes. space. Right. Uh, so there was this research by Barclays, uh, which said that the U.S. cannabis market would be about $28 billion if legalized today. Okay. And it could grow to $41 billion by 
2028. And there are other numbers, uh, there are other pro uh, projections which are much more optimistic than this. But obviously we know that uh, this is a fast-growing industry. The use of marijuana is becoming more mainstream, more oh, acceptable. Yeah. And uh, there is a lot of research which shows the medical benefits of marijuana. That side is going to be huge. That side is going to be huge. Yeah. So uh, particularly in treatments like pain management, epilepsy. Yeah. Um, many leading universities, they are conducting research on medical benefits of marijuana. Uh, so that is why I think definitely there's a lot of growth potential in this space. Uh, but volatility is going to remain high. Yeah. Okay. So we'll see. Um, I did look at some of the average volumes on some of these just for people wondering. So the MJ, because it's the established one, mm -hmm. trades with, these are according to Yahoo Finance, about 481,000 shares a day. The YOLO is at 109,000. I didn't think that was that bad. And so far, the THCX, even though it just launched, is at 72,000. So they're, they're somewhat traded, so yes. it's not so bad mm -hmm. yet. So mm -hmm. we'll keep an eye on all of that. Okay, this was good. Um, I feel like I got a lot of answers because I am interested myself in investing in some of these. I don't own anything in the marijuana space, but I want to. And it seems that the individual stocks are just, that's too, too crazy yes. yeah, for mm -hmm. me to figure yeah. out. And mm -hmm. I've listened to some of those conference calls and it's still crazy. So yeah, ETFs might be the way to go. Okay. So let's recap those tickers, even though we kept mentioning them. There's the established one, the alternative harvest, which is MJ. Then we had the pure cannabis ETF, YOLO, Y-O-L-O. And then the newly launched one, um, what's its actual name? That's a cannabis the, the, one too, The right? cannabis ETF. Yeah. Okay. So they're using cannabis there too, and that's THCX. And then be on the lookout for this new Amplify ETF coming any day. CNBS is mm -hmm. that ticker. And then we're going to have um, another one coming soon, TOKE, T-O-K-E. That one's easy to remember. <laughs> so uh, keep those on your short list, if nothing else, and pay attention to kind of what's going on here. And we'll be having more episodes to update what's going on with even the pot stocks and these ETFs. And then be sure to tune in to Nina's podcast because she's already had some of these managers on you want to go back and listen to those if you're interested in any of these and then she's going to have on the remaining two that are about to launch hopefully so be sure to tune in on those and be sure to get us somewhere you can subscribe to all of our podcasts we're on apple podcasts and we're all on spotify what's the name of your show again etf spotlight, ETF spotlight. you can get that on on Apple Podcast as well. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. And I'll see you again next week with some more stacks. This material is being provided for informational purposes only, and nothing herein constitutes investment, legal, accounting, or tax advice, or a recommendation to buy, sell, or hold a security. Do not act or rely upon the information and advice given in this podcast without seeking the services of competent and professional legal, tax, or accounting counsel. Publication and distribution of this podcast is not intended to create, and the information contained herein does not constitute an attorney-client relationship. No recommendation or advice is being given as to whether any investment or strategy is suitable for a particular investor. It should not be assumed that any investments in securities, companies, sectors, or markets identified described were or will be profitable. All information is current as of the date herein and is subject to change without notice. Any views or opinions expressed may not reflect those of Zach's investment research as a whole.